shit. I did see Airport Way when I rolled in. I was like, I think we're near the airport because there's Airport Way, but it could not be because there's, <laughs> I guess so, been confirmed. Uh, we got Sonny Chiba to my left. What's up? Sonny! Yeah. We got secret, we got boy band member, newest boy band member. Can you tell him about my past? No, I haven't told it, I haven't talked. I thought we were gonna keep that secret. We, well, not really, but <laughs> I guess we could. Introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Mike. I'm with Exogenetic. Exactly. We were supposed to have. We, weren't you supposed to be at the last thing or something like that? But did you show? I mean, it's it seems possible. like you're supposed to be with us about three times, and I'm like, it's possible. I'm a hermit. Ah, uh, yeah. the man himself. Where is that? Don't we have an extra? We have an extra thing here somewhere for Wolfie. Oh, we, we I see. No, no, we have four. I see. I can't count anymore. Soon, we have the wolf. The wolfmeister. The wolfmeister will be on there at some point. Um, over in the wings, we have Oregon Kid, which is first time we get to meet tonight. And Mitch is very going to be very jealous. Right now, he's like, what? <laughs> he was already pissed off when I told him the reality of that we were really doing this because it's hard to get the messages across sometimes. Like, even my own co-host doesn't understand that we're really doing it. First, it was like, and then this morning, I called him and said, what are you going to, are you doing a show today? And he's like, no, you're doing the show. And I was like, I totally forgot, dude. <laughs> so we're trying to do too much, I guess, but... Uh, tonight we're going to cover a bunch of wackiness, I guess. Today is the banter day, actually. Friday, no, there's no rules. Adam Dunn's show on Wednesday is going to have some sort of structure. We think, we haven't seen it yet, it hasn't happened, but it could develop into an actual structured show. Friday, this is like, we don't give a fuck. You can say whatever you want, do whatever you want. There's no rules. Banter away. As long as you say seats here now on this particular event, as much as you can, it's, it's, it's extra. You can say whatever you want. Just got to throw that in. Uh, you're, this is your hometown-ish, kind of. This is your home na- neighborhood. This is, this is your neighborhood. We're in, we're in your zone. Tell us a little bit about it. How long have you been in this, zone, in this area? Um, well, I just have some friends in this area at the bakery. Um, a dispensary in South Seattle, in Georgetown. How long has that been around? Um, I believe the dispensary's been around for maybe a year or two, but uh, I moved up here recently from Los Angeles, um, and uh, about a year ago, and they're just an excellent shop, and probably the... Well, that's, and that's about when we really got together, actually, it's really face-to-face, more or less, and right, a little exactly. longer, but... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Even though we met however many years ago, but that's... I was thinking about it, was it like almost 20 or something? Right. So, and actually I was telling a story the other day because it's funny when you meet somebody 20 years later and you actually sit down with them and it's like, you really don't remember that person (laughs) at all. Like, you're like, like, I kind of, I guess I know you. uh, Oh man, you know, when I first... I really remember you being way more of a dick. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just remember this totally more like uh, uh, total thrill seeker kind of weird kid that was just didn't give a shit. Like, because we, we we rolled up on PCH um, at Richard's new shop, which was the uh, whatever the it was, name uh, it was. Dementia, yeah. Dementia, right? So the new glass shop, and it was like I was still a little bit like shell shocked, even though I was living in Amsterdam. So used to seeing weed and being cool about it. When I was back in America, I always still had that 
edge, you know? And when I went to LA, it seemed like everybody lost that edge around 95, 96. They were like, oh, dude, it's legal, we don't give a fuck. And everybody was going way more overboard than we ever were. And I just remember going from one side of PCH to the other, and you had like a three-foot bong in one hand and a big, gigantic jar of weed, and we were rolling across the street, and I was like, we are on the highway, like right now, and you can see the giant butts and the thing, and it was like, da -da -da -da, we're going to the shop. I was definitely more fearless back then, yeah. Yeah. Those were the days. So, so now and then I finally saw it. This time it's like, this guy seems like he's way too on point and careful to be that kid that I remember. And, you know, that's how, that's exactly how the, those memories were uh, faded a little bit. Well, I mean, you know, things change. Make it this far, you gotta adjust. Yeah, and I think a lot of it's uh, survival of the fittest, survival of the smartest, or just pure luck, because there's plenty of them out there that can have, you know, didn't hide from the beginning. And I think that's kind of where, um, right now, the, the new generation, or they didn't really have that, they were kind of where you were at that moment in time, but because of the laws were like two or three years in effect, and they weren't really laws, they were like, oh, you have this? California that, oh yeah, I can do whatever, you know, and it was like, really, that's not the You know, the laws at that time, actually, yeah, were favorable to push is to limit as much as possible because they really had gotten lean, so those were some, those were some good times to, to really get to get down, you know, for the first time. I yeah, and, like, and I think a lot of the same people, like, what was interesting was I saw Chris Bliss the other day, which is another character that was out around California in those times, and he's... He's the guy that made the uh, Stoner Bars and the uh, Keith Cats, and he was like the first guy that did something that I saw in America, in Europe, that I was like, oh yeah, that fucking one point right there, Keith Cat, I want that, you know what I mean? And then he came to Amsterdam and he was with Mickey Martin, they were partners at the time, which is also interesting in the, in the new modern era of internet, and now everybody's a sort of internet star, and Mickey Martin being a person that everybody knows, they were actually partners, and... When they came out, it was like a completely different crew. Mickey Martin wore a fur coat, <laughs> you know what I mean? He looked like a pimp. And it was like, oh, this is not the same person that you know now. And then Chris Bliss was the chef, and he really had all this, he was just like, I don't know, tons of information, you know? And I was just like, couldn't believe that the Snickers, or the, the Keef Cats were so good, because I'd also lived in Europe for so long that I missed like a good, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup to me was like, oh, <gasps> Wait, it's a whole, it was a Keith cat. Huh? You never seen a Keith cat? No. Oh my god. You got a stash of these to show off for everybody? I, these were so many years ago. No. This, is like, this is like the original, this is actually the original, like, on point person who's like, I'm gonna make something that tastes like what you like and get you high and make you laugh. You know what I mean? It wasn't just it was a package deal with that. It was all the above. And then, in the end, Mickey got in tons of trouble, yep. whereas yep. Chris kind of got bailed out of the company early and then Mickey kind of ran with it and then it got like it, it was in Amsterdam? That was in the States, that was in Cali. That was a was it a medical product or it was a pre medical medical product. It was like <laughs> it was when there was no idea of like actually you know there was he actually did he packaged it too good and got the attention of the authorities right. and they were like this is too on point because this is making me want to eat it probably is what happened i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure the cops were like we like it we don't want to eat one so that's not good <laughs> but uh it was interesting to see i met him at the last uh, uh cup on the last day and i hadn't seen him in a long time and it was just like interesting to see because he's now decided to finally you know bliss his back and he was really on like he was so on point that 
by the time it really got illegal, he'd already fucked up so many times in so many ways that it wasn't like he could even get himself out of the, the box to get to the profit, you know, to get to the goal, which is like many other people we know. Like how, how many people didn't really get to the finish line because of the fact that they were doing so good? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean, it's like case for a lot. And it's almost like when you know. Uh, I think that was part of the, the magic was knowing when not to to move too quick. You know what I mean? And, That's true. And now there's no, no, all those things are over, and it's like, while wow, oh, we got, oh man. So tell me, uh, Josh, here over to you. Since we never got to hang out, you, we hang out all the time. Right, no, I know no. too much about you. I don't, want to, I don't want to even know more about you. Um, <laughs> but with exotic, I mean, you guys have been killing it, like just. Like, it seems like everywhere, it's weird because, like, I don't, you know, I think between me and Mitch, as far as our team, Mitch is really on point with all the newer careers and all the up and coming, and I was always, obviously, back in the day, and I could pay attention to a point, especially when people would use my material, of course, and be like, right. hey, now I'm paying attention, but for the most part, it seems like, <laughs> it it seems like you had, like, your own unique tap into the industry. Where'd you come from as far as, like, your genetic background? from your source material, did you have your own family sort of deal going on, or was it like purely out of your own? You know, it was uh, one of those things where about eight, nine years ago, man, we were just all, me and a friend of mine were just getting into growing and wanting to make new stuff, and uh, we used to watch um, a lot of YouTube videos of different people growing, trying to do their thing, and some of them were good, some of them weren't. But uh, we just started experimenting with stuff, started going on forums, um, trying to get the latest tight, hot gear around. Uh, and what, what kind of developed was, you know, been making just kind of crosses here and there for quite some time, throwing this with that just to see what we got. And it was kind of a fun thing at the beginning. Uh, and then friends were like, hey, uh, can, can, we get, uh, can we get some of those seeds you made? And I was like, well, sure, here you go. And I just passed them out to all my buddies. And, uh, well, before you know it, them buddies were telling their buddies, and then I was just getting an overwhelming... Wait, where was this? This was actually in... Exactly. Tacoma. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. Down in the tack, man. And uh, I was working at a friend's hydro shop, kind of support my, you know, doings, and uh, was throwing out seeds to a bunch of friends. Well, those friends were just kind of getting overwhelming, and... So I just started putting a little ticket on them. Hey, nothing too crazy, but kicking them out uh, just for you know my time and energy. And uh, and then kind of a crazy thing happened. There was a big auction. I'm sure everybody knows on TAC Farmer where the, the Starfighter dropped, and there was only a couple packs of that. And uh, yeah, there there was a so there was five packs. A couple of them went to testers. <laughs> Josh is like, wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> this, this is a story in itself. I tell you, and, this, and, the, and the actual wow, the end of this story still is technically unknown. So um, they always are. Yeah, but uh, it's very interesting. I still kind of think there's something going on. But uh, there was five packs ever made allegedly, and the first three went to testers. Um, the second one went to. Um, an undisclosed person who doesn't like to really talk about it. And the last one was supposed to come to me. I won the bid. I was buying a car that day. It was the first time I ever bought a car. I was excited. And I was like, hey, I'm going to buy these seats too. They look awesome. 
Um, I like the background of it. Um, so I said, hey, I'm gonna put a $4,500 cap on it, and sure shit, they capped it up to $4,500. And I was feeling froggy, it was crazy, I shouldn't have done it, but sometimes you gotta gamble, That's man. And I, I never thought it was gonna get that high, man. I never thought I was gonna get that high. But a good old buddy Pinks, from, you know, my friend Pinks was like, oh man, just, just, just put the money down, man. No one's, it's not gonna get that high. Don't worry about it. I was like, all right, and sure shit. Yeah, it maxed me out. I think there's a trick to those. They, they max you to... <laughs> they know what your max bid is because... Yeah. Yeah, they stopped right before... They, had, just, your, they, they had your like algorithm already figured out. They're yeah. Like, this guy. They stopped right before my bid <laughs> would go over. So, um... What's funny about those seeds is they were the first ones... They actually got lost in the mail. No. Oh yeah. I waited like three weeks. They never came. Um, I talked to the breeder. He... I was like, hey, he knew I wasn't bullshitting him because I showed him all the tracking. The tracking was gone. This Logic actually sent them to the wrong address. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he sent it to the wrong address. They went missing. They're probably still sitting in the post office somewhere. So um, you never got them? Never got the original season from Logic. So I contacted Alien. These were from Alien, of course. And uh, he was so kind to give me some more seeds. And originally, I was only supposed to get 15 seeds, and he sent me a 30-pack. So it was kind of cool. Got those seeds, threw some down, and uh, the weirdest thing kind of happened, man. I, you would see all these pictures that he posted of these, these dime piece gals, and you know, and they were amazing. But uh, I didn't get a whole lot of those out the gate. I got a bunch of big, heavy, heavy producing, sugar free, just donkeys that were just very kind of unimpressive. Uh, but there was this. I had originally separated, I had two males out of the first 15 seeds I bought, which, you know, it's a pretty good ratio. I'm not a bitch about that. I had two males, so I thought. I separated them and kept them so, in the male tent. So I thought. So I thought. One of them was distinctively different. It was, it was beautiful. The other ones all grew the same. It was weird. It was almost like they were a completely different strain, but they all grew the same. Well, one of those two males, one of them actually ended up being a girl. And the two males, when I breed, I like to throw a couple males in there of the same strain, of course. Pick which one's the best one, going on, you know, traits, you know, whichever you're into. And I was right. going for structure, and I didn't know what I was working with really at the time, but I knew I was going for structure uh, off, the, off the gate. And uh, both males ended up being a male and a female, and I made some F2s right there, and smacked into a couple other things that was in the, you know, in the room. And uh, that's kind of where the whole Starfighter breed started. And even then, I didn't know what I had. Yeah. Um, I didn't start noticing what I had until a few runs later when I got to F2s and F3s. It started showing that female that I used, there was something really special about that female. Um, I don't know if it was alien technology towards it. I know it's funny, but I, I don't know... I don't know what it was. Put it a couple ways. There was something crazy about this, man. It, it, it threw down the most unbelievable frost you'd ever seen on a plant. But when you ran it for like, uh, you know, processing, you know, uh, concentrates, it would give you a, a normal yield. And, and you look at it and go, man, this is this is so much more awesome. It looks like than, than what it actually is, than what it comes out. And uh, 
So I started doing a little digging and digging, and then we started doing some sifting, and really found out what happened. And what we came to the conclusion was, is this plant has a million stalks. We've looked at it before, yeah, it's got, it's got heads and all that good stuff, but there's a million stalks and the heads are small. And, uh, you know, when you get something like that, it's just not a very melty strain. It can be the, you know, all the stalks and trikes you want, but if there's nothing inside that membrane of the trike, you're not going to get anything melty. Uh, so, it was kind of funny, we chose a male um, that had the same exact traits as that, that original uh, mother that we had found and started using it to make some more outcrosses and started finding what it was doing and uh for example it was taking some of the things we sift today um like like our kimbo it's one of those strains where it's a it's a blackberry kush so and blackberry kush is is, is very resinous um it, it has the frost on it it has monster heads but the stalks on it are very large. Um, it's a greasy strain. If you if you run it into IWE or um, try to sift it alone, it's very greasy. Uh, but, oops, sorry. Uh, same thing with cookies, man. So what we found though is the same thing with like cookies, the cookies and cream. Cookies has monster heads, no stalks. Tons of, tons of heads, but when you try to extract that, like ice water, it, it becomes grease. You can't sift it. 